Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of WhoPod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again joining us. On this episode, we have Gil Ramirez. Now, Gil and I have a very similar set of friends within the Team Human community. I've just never really had the pleasure of being able to sit down and have a conversation with him before until this podcast. And because of that, a couple things happened. First of all, I really talk a lot in this one. So let me just kind of apologize in advance, uh, specifically to Joey, uh, who pointed it out during one of our breaks that I was, you know, fanboying a little bit much on uh, on this podcast. And, and he was right. Um, I find a lot of, of uh, what Gil does uh, incredibly interesting and uh, especially the blacksmithing. And for those of you who didn't know, Gil is a blacksmith. And uh, I just, I don't know, I found that incredibly cool. And we had a lot of similar interests and a lot of things that, uh, you know, I grew up with that sound like he did as well. And uh, anyway, enough of me trying to tell you about the podcast. Let me just let you listen to it. So our guest, Gil Ramirez, Pod number nine. Enjoy, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of WhoPod. On today's podcast, I have, of course, my co-host, Joey Couture. How you all doing? And joining us today, uh, unfortunately, uh, we will not be joined by Tierlin. She's under the weather, but we do have Gil Ramirez. How you doing, Gil? What's up with doing, this? Po- doing good. Yeah. What's, uh, up? What, what's up with this pause thing? <laughs> Well, yeah, that started um, back when I was invited by Zach on uh, Minds and Crafts. It was actually the last episode of Minds and Crafts, and um, mm. he invited me on to uh, show off a little bit of what I do. And obviously, I couldn't bring a live fire forge, and so I, I brought in a few uh, rings, uh, and I started to make some uh, chainmail, which I still haven't finished, by the way. I still have yet <laughs> to finish that dice mail bag, but um, that's uh, another story, I guess. But... Uh, so yeah, uh, and as he was introducing me, um, when I when I first came on, um, he had that pause, and I guess it, it comes from uh, making fun of uh, Jess and Steph, who obviously are the uh, hosts of uh, Minds and Crafts, and um, and I didn't really know at the time what was going on. Uh, he knew well well <laughs> in advance, and uh, so he decided that uh, he would pause my name. And the internet and chat room ran with it. And to this day, regardless of where I go, whichever chat room I'm in, uh, there was always going to be someone popping up saying, Hey, it's Gil. Ramirez. And being a meme isn't the worst thing in the world. (laughs) Uh, I guess not. No. I mean, uh, out of all the things that could have happened, I'm happy that this is the only one, you know? Absolutely. I've always just called him Gilly whenever I see him. I'm just like, hey, it's Gilly. <laughs> Which I, I hope a, is okay. Uh, I had a friend a long time ago that called me Pat. Uh, I should say that the, um, the, uh, <laughs> that it was had a friend and not currently is mm. a friend. So I think that that's a warning shot across the battle. There, <laughs> just Mr. a little Culture. bit. <laughs> I was trying to see if I can word it differently. No, I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it have it. <laughs> All right. No, yeah, I don't um, mind too much. Now, but yeah. I know you're a fellow Geek and Sundry uh, Twitch moderator, but you also do some moderation for, I believe, Ryan as well, right? Yeah, I do a little bit of a moderation whenever I can. Um, I'm now more available in the uh, afternoons uh, before I was working the night shift, and it was uh, a little bit difficult for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I actually just uh, recently I, I hopped into this uh, chat. 
Well, luckily, everyone's uh, pretty good there. Everyone's pretty chill, and he, he kind of keeps that chill environment, so there's not a whole yeah. lot of uh, people, you know, there to ruffle up feathers and whatnot. I really enjoy uh, Ryan Ryan's stream, and if for those who are living under a rock, Ryan being Ryan Day, Felicia's brother, um, he, he's, he's always got scotch. Uh, he's always got his cat peebs. And uh, he's very good with this community and, and the games he plays. He's, he's a very entertaining fellow. Very. Um, as, as much as I, I'm a big fan of Felicia, um, I don't think co-optitude is what it is without Ryan. Just busting his sister's lady balls. It's just. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Good Although, I, and I will say this, and, I, and I'm not hating. When he does his solo stream, he can talk. And I don't oh, just yeah. mean like talk. I mean like talk, 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 talk. Well, he's, he's into the scotch. I mean, you saw me on the gin a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, yeah, it happens. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's he, he's been a pleasant addition to the community and, and someone who's really, I mean, he invented Team Human, the name. When I, yeah. when, I started, when I started this podcast, I sent a message to three people to make sure it was okay, and that was Lee Angeles. I sent it to uh, Toronto Gal, and I sent it to, to Ryan. I'm like, are you guys okay that I use this and, and do this as a thing? And he was completely supportive, and um, I'm a big fan of his, and I wish him nothing but the best. So that's awesome that you get to moderate for Ryan as well. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. happened on a, uh, on a whim. Uh, he needed some moderators, and I uh, expressed that I knew how to do that. <laughs> I have some skills. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of skills, you got some pretty impressive ones. Uh, your vocation, or, or you, what is it? Uh, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your your profession, your education, your your family situation, where you live, anything you want to do. Give us kind of the twenty thousand foot view of Gil Ramirez. <laughs> yes. Tell us. Tell us your life story. Well, it all began when I was very young. Now. Um, Actually, I well, you so. know, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and start there, actually, because uh, I grew up in a machine shop, and oh. um, being in that kind of environment, you're um, subjected to um, a lot of different, uh, you know, metals and, and technology and machines and whatnot, mm-hmm. and my father owned uh, that shop, and so I, I learned a lot from him, and then eventually, around the age of uh, 13, I decided, well, you know, there's other things to it than not just, you know, machining the metal, there's mm-hmm. got to be more to it. Obviously, there's a lot of ancient uh, methods, right? So right. I dabbled right. in a little bit. And, um, you know, uh, I think it really it was just a, a lot of the uh, fantasy books and um, fantasy movies that started me really going on the ball. And um, the momentum kind of picked up when I actually started to make my first knife at the uh, age of 13. But here's the thing. I did not know what I was doing. I literally grabbed a cold roll piece of steel, which is to say mild steel, which is the lowest form of um, carbon impregnated into a uh, uh, iron. And it was, it was, it's, you know, it's a crap thing, but um, I made it look good and uh, I was kind of happy with it, but I knew that it wasn't the real thing. I wasn't using fire. I, uh, I was literally making um, my father and uh, his, um, his friend uh, really annoyed by the clanging, because uh, when you heat up metal, you kind of deaden the blow a little bit. You, the, the ring doesn't come so much from um, heated steel as it does from a cold, uh, cold hard surface. So mm. uh, yeah, he put a stop to that pretty quickly, and um, I didn't pick it up for a long time after that. 
until basically getting into uh, college when um, I took a jewelry class and uh, it dealt with a lot of metal forming and metal techniques and um, I decided well maybe this is where I could actually start to go a little bit further into the blacksmithing world. Um, that was still a big part of, of what I wanted to do. Eventually I uh, got the attention of the Dean when I started making a seven-foot sword Oh. And um, unfortunately, he kind of put a stop to that. Right. Uh, so then uh, my instructor said, well, you know, I know of a blacksmith down in Laguna Beach. Um, he might be willing to take you on as an apprentice if nice. you're interested. And I said, well, hell yeah, please. Uh, I met the guy and, he, you know, everything started off great. Um, I learned a lot from him uh, making blades and uh, other, you know, knives and cutlery. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was really, truly good at also, um, although he... Uh, professed himself as an artist blacksmith, an artisan blacksmith, mm-hmm. in which he made a lot of uh, sculptures. And um, right. for the longest time, the city of Laguna Beach um, lauded his uh, work as uh, something uh, to, to basically, you know, everyone should should see his work. And they had a, a, sta- a giant horse head statue um, that he made um, for the longest time um, at a bus stop. Oh, and cool. um, so just so, yeah, something about him. But uh, he eventually got... Uh, he, uh, well, at least I, I learned from him that he had a bipolar uh, disorder, which oh. was at, at that point in my life kind of hard to deal with because I would try to, you know, help him out. And I was helping a bunch of other people out during that time of my life, too. And it was kind of taxing on me. And eventually it got to the point where I couldn't see him anymore because he didn't want to really be around any, anybody else. And uh, eventually he moved uh, to Hawaii anyway. And so I had to seek um, uh, basically uh, a, a new place. I had to seek a new uh, shop to, to learn and or just teach myself. And luckily I found the, the place that I uh, currently go now. And I'm now part of a guild, a local guild, and a um, California statewide guild, as well as Abana, which is a um, nationwide guild. So um, having been a part of that I started getting to blacksmithing a lot more on my own uh, teaching myself uh, learning a few techniques from other people and um, yeah basically now I, I'm kind of like full circle as far as uh, what I wanted to be uh, so many years ago when I first picked up the hammer and uh, annoyed my father guys we have a blacksmith on this podcast let's just <laughs> take a moment and let that sink in how cool this is I mean I, I'm a big fan of the MMO, and I know you are as too, and we'll get yeah. into that a little bit later. But I always, 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 without fail, pick up blacksmithing. It's, it's I do my... too. And I have to laugh at uh, the speed in which you can make something <laughs> in an online world. Oh, it crushes my heart when I think, oh, wow, that was just like two minutes uh, to make that grand sword of mine. Okay, great. I wish I can do that in real life. Okay. Like, there's not even a cinematic I could watch, like a time yeah. lapse. <laughs> not, you know. Where's I the think... full motion video while I clang away? Actually, you know, I, I believe um, Skyrim has the best animation for that, I think, that I've seen uh, in any game. Um, you know, where you're, you're kind of moving your uh, chart around, your, uh, your skill points and whatnot, and making uh, the Daedric armor and whatnot. You see the animation in the background of the guy, you know, sticking the fire, uh, stoking the fire, and putting this metal in there and taking it out and hitting it. And even though he's not necessarily making the object that you're making, it's some kind of animation. And right. it's pretty close to what uh, the real life uh, thing looks like. So I was kind of happy when that, when that was uh, shown. Very so cool. is a blacksmithing guild like 
another way of saying, and, and please pardon the ignorance in this because I'm completely new to it, is it kind of like saying like a union or something else? Uh, similar to a union. Um, we, we don't get any benefits like a union does, but right. um, we do have uh, conferences, um, and you know, obviously we're part of a mailing list and whatnot. And uh, a conference is basically... A uh, convention of sorts that um, you know many blacksmiths from around the world, uh, sometimes um, even you know, yeah, I said around the world, um, mainly around the nation, but sometimes around the world, will gather um, for a, a day or two days or a week maybe, and basically um, uh, share uh, knowledge, share uh, techniques, um, learn a few things from other people, and you know just chat with other uh, people that are like-minded individuals, you know. Um, so uh, ha- being a part of the guild has a few perks, uh, not as as good as you might uh, think though. It's not like there's we have a giant guild hall somewhere where we can just go in and you know, knock up like a, With a epic statues or... and no, yeah. swords on the wall. That would have been cool. Like, I would that... love for that. I would actually. I, I would. I'm gonna recommend that maybe on on our next uh, conference. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Oh, I love MMO players. Um, you're also a husband and father. I am. Yep, uh, father to two children, um, uh, Rhiannon, who is uh, going to be 12 years old now, and my son, mm. who is seven years old. Man, time sure flies. Wow. Um, yeah, my, my son's name is uh, Marcus, and uh, they are uh, uh, an amazing part of my life. I live for them, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm a husband to my uh, wife. Of course. We've been together for now uh, nine years. Wow. Uh, wow, congratulations. Guys. Thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm about to hit my 10 year anniversary in in a couple of weeks. It's oh awesome. I, I, we've been together since 2000, but yeah, 10 years married uh, on the 27th. So that's that's pretty mm-hmm. that's a pretty pretty big thing for me. Um, since you know the longest relationship before I met my wife, with one exception, was six months. Um, now, mm-hmm. in terms of Getting back into the Who cred, and, and specifically into Team Human specifically. Let me say specifically again, because I like to say that word apparently. Um, a couple things. First of all, you've shown up on a couple of Twitch streams. Not just the Minds and Crafts episodes you mentioned, but uh, uh, I believe you were there for uh, one of the Marquee episodes quite recently. And you, you might have brought a little toy for, for, uh, for Lucas. Oh yeah, that's right. It was the uh, the one year anniversary for uh, the Twitch channel. Uh, obviously not for Geek and Sundry. They've been around for a little bit longer. But right. um, um, I uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a great uh, great great day. It was up what God, twenty four hours was it? That was was it actually twenty four yeah. hours? I wasn't there for the entire um, twenty four. Um, there was other people that came with me. Uh, uh, Green Eyed Trombone is one of Ilya, them. Yeah, 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 and. Um, and God, I can't think of his name now, and uh, I'm, he's going to kill me for it. Uh, anyway, there was another gentleman who was there, <laughs> and I'll think of him uh, eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, they were there for a, um, the entire time. Um, I had to bounce out because I actually had to teach a class uh, on blacksmithing um, mm-hmm. that Saturday morning. But um, yeah, I've, I've been on a few streams. I've been on the, um, what was it, the uh, the Fallout Fallout 4 um, 12-hour stream. I was there. I right. dressed up in uh, my Wasteland uh, costume. Was that the or, Soylent one where they yeah, kept drinking? Yes, that was. <laughs> did you drink any of the Soylent? I did. I had about uh, three, uh, I want to call them canisters, only because of the Fallout theme. But, yeah, I had three uh, bottles of um, Soylent. And, you know, believe it or not, it's not bad. 
it's not what people are saying. Oh, you know, it's made out of people. You know, obviously that's that whole little shtick. But um, I mean, people are just thinking <laughs> it, it, it might taste weird, and it does not. Um, like, I, I don't think Felicia might like it because she's not really into um, the cereal milk. I think she mentioned one time. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking about piece. that behind the uh, the scenes there. Um, but um, yeah, no, it just tastes like uh, you know, like a Honey Nut Cheerios cereal milk. That, that's pretty much it. It's a little bit thicker. You know, obviously it's not as uh, as uh, runny as the milk is, but. Um, there's really nothing bad with it. I enjoyed it, you know. Would I buy a case of it uh, and replace my meal uh, supplemented? You know, no, I don't think so. I don't think I, w- I would supplement uh, my entire uh, uh, meals like that. Um, I like food. I like flavor, and uh, that's all I'll say. I mean, yeah, but it's it's not bad. It really wasn't bad. I agree with you there. Um, I'm a bit of a carnivore. If- <laughs> more than more than veggies. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. I couldn't replace an entire meal with that. No. No. I'm getting better with the, you know, I, I, I used to be a self-identified uh, meatitarian, but, mm-hmm. um, like, I could literally eat just meat for every meal. But, I'm, I'm, you know, when you get a little older, you, you can't do that anymore without, you know, spare tires and other things showing up, so... Yeah, I'm trying to get better. I do eat a lot more veggies than I used to. Um, not so much fruits. Um, fruits are very high in sugars, so you got to eat the right fruits. And, and I think that was – there's a couple of misnomers they, they taught us as kids is you had so much, you know, you know, fruits and vegetables. And vegetables, yes. Fruits, you know, in the middle is, in, in my personal opinion, just, just do the sugar, not because you shouldn't be eating fruits. But it's the cereals, the breads and cereals that – you know, I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely am addicted to carbohydrates and, you know, breads and all that. And they're bad yeah. for you once you reach a certain age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately so. Uh, me at the age of 33, uh, I have to watch, you know, my, my intake now. I had uh, an amazing, extremely high metabolism. Uh, it didn't matter what so I ate. I. And I could just, you know, it wouldn't matter, really. Uh, literally, mm-hmm. I couldn't gain weight. I couldn't lose weight. Um, and it was hard for me to gain muscle, so I just yes. never really uh, tried. Um, oh, no, I guess I did. No, I did. I tried. But mm-hmm. then, you know, after a while, realizing that nothing happened, I'm like, well, maybe it's not all the uh, it's cracked up to be. So I, uh, I stopped, uh, you know, going to the gym and lifting weights, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But now, and now that I've hit uh, 33, I have to actually just watch my intake. You know, it, yeah. breads are a big one, absolutely. Um, and I, I do enjoy breads. Uh, my father likes to make a... His own bread, so you know whenever mm. he'll invite me over, and then I, I have to sample it. I just cannot. No, I, I get you. There's um, a couple of different stories I'll tell you real quick. The first one is um, you also are a friend of Kristen Brumley, so you're aware mm-hmm. of, of the web show Basic Adventuring 101. Yes, I love um, it. I love that it, stuff. I want more of it. <laughs> and you will get some very soon. I don't have a date, but very soon is what I'm willing to say on record. Gotcha. Um, but Those NDAs, man. <laughs> that's that's well you're not you're not kidding um but uh we when we were down there filming last last summer we had somebody who made all of our meals for us and she made fresh bread every single day oh wow and i'd forgotten how much i loved fresh bread because i'd done such a good job of phasing it for the most part out of my diet but when somebody's making you fresh bread i don't i don't care you eat it you just yeah you yeah. you you know, I mean, the, 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 the costume that I that I'm going to be wearing was perfectly tailored to me. So I was very mindful of that. But, you know, I you know, <laughs> it, it was I'm just I'm hoping if I ever have to wear it again, that the tailoring will still be 
you know, <laughs> relevant um, because it's not easy for them to to. How long uh, between seasons is it now? Um, they well, we filmed about a year ago, so mm-hmm. um, I think we're going to see how season one does. Um, in you know, we we do have plans for more, and uh, again, NDA can't speak on any of that, but sure. Uh, yeah, let's just let's just start with the remainder of season one, which I really liked and I'm really going to enjoy. You're going to hear me talk about this a lot more um, as time goes on, just because I'm very proud of it and it's it was a bit of a dream. Yeah, it, it's me. it's a great show. I, I enjoy it. If you guys haven't heard it yet, um, I I suggest you uh, you go pick it up. It's on YouTube. Yep, basicadventuring101.com. Kate Gollum Productions on YouTube. Uh, the pilot is out right now, and the rest of season one soon. That's. That's, yep. again, all I can say. Um, the other thing I wanted to get into, I actually don't remember. It was, I was like, the bread took over. The bread ended up being the priority. <laughs> well, I so kind of have, like, the opposite. Like, when it comes to carbs, for me, what ends up happening is it's not even, not even so much the bread, because I've pretty much switched to rye now whenever I do have bread for the most part. It's Is that healthier? It, no, that that is healthier. That is much healthier. Okay. But for me, when it comes to carbs, my downfall is like potato chips, pretzels, mm. specifically See, pretzels. I'm like, <laughs> salty See, I, is I don't not do those something types of, I crave. Uh, I don't crave salt. I, I don't know yeah, why. I, I don't just either. Never have. Actually, I really don't. Um, I'm glad that I don't like uh, potato chips. I don't do yep. candy either. Uh, I'd never yep. had a sweet tooth. Yep. Um, that's why I have every single tooth in my mouth still uh, without any cavities. I just I took care of them. Yeah, I, it's it's eerie how similar these things were, and I remember what I was going to say. I'm the same deal. I've, I even had my wisdom teeth in, and they were perfectly straight. I've never had any issues with that. I, I'm not a, I don't have a sweet tooth. I don't really like salty. I do like chocolate. Don't get me wrong. There are some things I enjoy, but um, for the most part, it salt doesn't bug me, and, and apparently that's one of the biggest issues. You know, we start retaining weight. Now, the other thing was, um, much like yourself, I, I was six feet tall by the time I was – or 14 and until oh, wow. i was about 27 i would say i weighed 145 pounds so it was really really thin and i had the same problem i could not gain weight i played high school sports right through i was playing football i was playing volleyball i was playing hockey uh rugby i was playing all of these sports i was in the weight room i could not put on weight i couldn't put on muscle because you know it was just explained to me because blair you have no fat to turn into muscle so you need to fatten up. And I'm like, you guys have no comprehension how much I eat in a day. <laughs> I eat yeah. an obscene amount of food. But like all good things, they come to an end. And uh, for me, I, I, I married my wife. And for a while, we, we lived with her family. And uh, her mother's, uh, the background is Ukrainian. And I just got overloaded with everything because I was too skinny. And they're like, fatten this boy up. I'm like, okay, good. And <laughs> it, it took a year. But after a year, I died. Yep. <laughs> it, it it came on and and it's it's been a f- constant fight since so for those like gill and like myself that have that problem it does eventually go away and when it does you you got to be prepared for it because yep. um the, the the more you're not the the tougher it is um later enough of that um see we go on tangents we go on these 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 long winding uh, roads I, that, that's actually the way i talk in, in real life really Something like will uh, catch my attention. Go, oh yeah, check this out, and I'll just boom. Eight hours later, oh, 
Yeah, what was yes. the original law? Uh, why are we here again? <laughs> What's this thing that we're doing? Um, something I wanted to bring up, and it's something that both you and I had a little bit of inside knowledge on that has happened quite recently and is public knowledge now, so I'm not trying to be vague on purpose. We'll get to the meat of it right now. Was uh, Team Human recently came together for one of our own, and uh, I'll even say one of our own Who podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, one of our... I would say one of our two heads of of the community from a, from a fan standpoint, uh, Lee Angeles Lee, who was our first guest here on Hoopod, um, financially ran into some challenges. Um, some really unfair crap happened to her, and this community rallied around her. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened and and uh, and uh, just how amazing Team Human is. Yeah, so um, obviously we all read the post, or most of us read the post uh, that that she had um, some you know financial troubles, and it just uh, a lot of stuff just kept happening to her, you know, and over and over again. And um, it, and I, I've been in situations like that where it just it doesn't seem like there's an, a light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and so um, I can completely understand uh, what she was feeling. And uh, luckily, a lot of people banded together, a lot of Team Human members. Banded together and, um, you know, being a part of um, the secret uh, mm-hmm. thing, um, the secret uh, uh, meeting that we had, the secret uh, uh, stream that we were, um, that we put together. And right. it really wasn't me that put uh, it together. I have to give a lot of credit yes. to a lot of other people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one mainly being uh, Toronto Gal, uh, Allison, Absolutely. who is just, yeah, I mean, she's monumental in just about everything. Team Human, Geek and Sundry, and the day uh, uh, siblings, you know, just, just she's monumental, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually, uh, I, I would, I would wish that she would come over to a San Diego Comic Con of this year. Um, oh. I know a lot of people are going to. <laughs> uh, you know, I I have worked a long time. Like Allison lives in the same city I live in, and um, I would love more than most things on this planet to meet her, but. Um, she, she's a very private person and, and I'm not going to stop hoping, but you know, there's a lot of people that even ask us, you got to have Toronto gal on this podcast. She knows there's an open invitation. I would mm-hmm. put her in front of a lot. I'd put her almost in front of everybody to get on this podcast. In fact, I would put her in front of everyone to put on this podcast, including on, on air talent. But, um, you know, you got to respect a person's privacy and I respect Absolutely. and we respect her as she does so much for this community. Um, Way too much, probably more than <laughs> more than we deserve, really. Absolutely. So I, 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 I'm not bugging her right now. I think it's the least I can do. But uh, she knows that if she ever wants to, we all want her to be a part of this and, and a part of San Diego Comic-Con and a part of anything that Team Human does because she is our shining star. Mm-hmm. You know what would be really cool? Well, okay, first two things. Let me. I want to re- respond uh, to the whole private stream. See, I didn't know about this until two days after it happened, and I felt like a complete and utter jackass while everybody was talking about it. I was like, why didn't I know about this? I, well, I did. I felt like such an asshole. Well, the, that was the point, though. I mean, yeah. it was supposed to be secret. I mean, we didn't want any. We didn't want her to uh, really uh, know um, right off the bat, you know, because we were talk. We were, in the stream we were mentioning that we're helping a human out. We were helping someone who has you know recent financial troubles. And, um, you know, she would, she's obviously a, a smart cookie, so she'd be able to figure that out, that right. it was uh, her. And I, I believe she did. She was, uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she was watching the stream, and uh, she uh, had a feeling that it was uh, for her. 
Um, obviously, towards the very, very end, when everything was revealed, uh, what had happened, uh, she came in and uh, she obviously she thanked everyone in tears. And uh, so I, I'm just really happy that uh, everything kind of went came together and um, the way it did. And uh, yeah, just just uh, some some awesome people putting together an awesome thing. This is what it, this community is all about. It really it is. It is. Um, but speaking of Toronto Gal, okay, picture this, if you will. Uh, there was a book uh, that came out, I want to say 10, no, more like 15 or so years ago. Um, and it was about, it's a fictional story. And it was about a guy, he, he writes a blog, and he it's a very famous blog, but he writes it under a pen name, and people can't figure out his IP address. And there's some kind of event happening that surrounds his blog that's inspired by it. And so he decides he's going to go there incognito. And then somebody figures out who it is. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be really cool if Toronto Gal went to San Diego Comic-Con and witnessed us all while still remaining private about it and was kind of <laughs> like talking about it, kind of like, oh, I know what happened here. I know. You know I, I've often said that, you know, if I ever came into a lot of money, I would I would give her a plane ticket and I would say well you know it's like here fly on down I never need to know who you are but uh, come on down and at least kind of incognito enjoy because uh, I would totally would love to do anything like that for her and I think most people in this community do I mean we understand the amount of work that Lee Angeles puts into Team Human and the amount of work that uh, Allison and, and and you know a variety of others I mean Josephine who's the one who actually did the the stream yeah. um she's on air talent for for twitch and this was on her personal channel and mm -hmm. this was something she took on she wanted to do because she knew how much uh, work that lee angelus has done for her and for the community and i mean a lot of people may not know but but joe was was a a moderator before she ever became on air talent right yeah so she was just she's a legitimate member of this community that kind of you know, this was her vocation, so it was a nice transition for her. But uh, um, I, everything, everyone involved with it from the private stream, and I do get your point, Joey. It would have been nice if, you know, more people would have known about it. But our fear was she, she would have found out about it. And, and she didn't until the day of the stream, and, and only by kind of sitting in stealth mode and watching did she actually find out. So, um, and even still, she wasn't sure until the end. We, we needed to, to keep that because we, we know Lee and... You know, I, I really hope, and, and I think from what I've heard, is she's going to be coming down to San Diego, though don't quote me on that one, until she says it herself. So, um, Oh, that would be awesome. I would love to, to meet her in person and give her the biggest of hugs. <laughs> biggest of human hugs. Absolutely. I think I think a lot of humans would because... Oh, I mean, oh okay. You know what? I do have to mention this one thing, and I know that Toronto Kel would not necessarily uh, uh, kill me, but uh, uh, so what I did... Because um, we were part of a, a secret um, chat, right? A secret like mm -hmm. chat room, yep. and um, you know it was called the Secret Lee Project, and we were not yep. supposed to talk any, you know, about anything beyond. Oh that. yeah, you. I know you're going with. Okay, that. all right, yeah. So <laughs> what I did was uh, I um, uh, stealthily uh, changed my profile pic and my name uh, to Lee Angeles. Basically, I was mimicking her, and because I was in that chat room. And you couldn't really tell like who was uh, talking. Like you couldn't like click on the name and see. Oh, this is so and so. You know, this is uh, the uh, the actual handle of the person talking. I wrote in um, in the way she talks. Uh, Thanks, lovelies, and with you know, the whole uh, uh, parentheses. You know, hugs. Hugs. Yeah. Um, 
and people stopped talking. Like it was right in the middle of a, it was right on the get go of the stream, and people were like, oh, cool, we're gonna do this, cool, awesome, you know, everything's set to go, and then I just pop that in, and the conversation just stopped. It was and I waited a little hilarious. bit. I waited, I waited, and I waited, oh and then someone God. goes, um, what, what, what's going on here? And so I go, haha, gotcha, <laughs> and um, yeah, it uh, made everyone's uh, heart skip for a little bit. That was funny. That <laughs> including, was including. I... Uh, Including Toronto gal, but yeah. Oh my god, that was funny because I seen I seen the person come in. I'm like, wait a sec. First of all, we wouldn't have invited Lee Angelus to this room. Secondly, yeah. <laughs> we would have seen a notification if she had been invited to the chat, and we didn't. So I'm like, mm, I think somebody's punking us. And then I, I was working, and then I put my phone down, and I checked it back a little bit later. And, and I mean, you didn't you didn't leave him hanging too long, which was kind of no, funny. No, yeah, no, I, I didn't want to continue that, you know, drag that out for too long, because then someone might actually bring it up to her individually, and I don't think that would have worked out good. But I, I think it was good for what it was. That was a great Again, punk. Again, the conversation was just about to get going, so I figured Absolutely. right right then would be the perfect opportunity to strike. <laughs> Transitioning from the blacksmith, you know, analogy into the meat of the interview. Let's talk about your geeky passions, Gil. We, we know about your blacksmithing, and um, God, I could talk to you an hour and a half just on that alone. But uh, you, you have a little bit more to you than, than the hammer and the forge. Uh, what, else, what else are you interested in? What, what drives your, your geeky passion? Well, honestly, I like a lot of uh, things, you know, geeky in general, um, just like most of everyone else, really. Um, I do like Star Wars, uh, yes. Star Trek. Um, you know, there really is no, um, well, I mean, I guess I, I do like Star Wars better than Star Trek, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do the whole, you know, feuding, uh, uh, Thank um, you. yeah, genres I, thing. It, 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 it's all good to me. It's, you know, their own thing. Yeah, It's not like they're trying agree. to battle each other. Absolutely agree. I, I, I'm the same as you. If I had to, with a gun to my head, I would choose Wars, but I still really love Trek as well. Yeah. And, you know, uh. Uh, I, obviously, anyone can can immediately talk about uh, you know what the new films are doing or whatever. But I'm just enjoying it for what it is, yep. and that's pretty much it. That I, I enjoy, um, you know, sci-fi. Really, um, you know, yep. Farscape was one thing I liked. Even Babylon Five, as uh, as uh, as uh, cheesy as it, people might have uh, thought it was, um, yeah, I just I like sci-fi uh, in general. I do dabble in um, Dungeons and Dragons, so um, nice, uh, my nice. love for D and D, and you know, obviously Crit Roll, Critical mm-hmm. Roll, rather. <laughs> I said it just like Liam right there. <laughs> I have to, I have to ask you though, which version of D and D is your favorite? My favorite. Okay, so I spent a lot of time with uh, three point five. I, I played three, and then uh, when the transition happened to three point five, I stuck with three point five for the longest time. Um, and then, you know, they had about, what, like 80 books, maybe even more. I think it might have been like 120 books or so on just 3.5. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it started to get to the point where um, my friends were uh, were breaking the game, meaning I had a friend who would just read the rules of every book, and he came up with a, a, an overpowered character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, obviously, Wizards of the Coast uh, saw that, and they decided to change it. Um now, I'm not going to go into the whole feuding uh, between different uh, uh, editions. Uh, I don't like 4th as much. I'm not going to say that I hate it. But right now, I'm enjoying 5. Um, it's a pretty all-around uh, uh, a good edition. It's good for people that just want to start and, and play. It's right. good for newbies. It's good for oldcomers. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all-around uh, the best edition that I uh, have played so far. 
Nice. And uh, I've also dabbled in uh, AD&D, which is uh, version 2. Right. Um, right, because that's slightly. the version that I'm more familiar with. The version 2? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I have I tried role-playing once. I played... Uh, a buddy of mine used to play the Star Wars role-playing game. He goes, look, I'll, I'll run you a campaign so you can do this. And I, it was like the worst kind of initial RPG experience you can have. He wrote out this whole big story, had all these plans for my character. I rolled like Will Wheaton. I think I, <laughs> I rolled seven times, and I rolled five ones in those sevens on my D20. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, oh, poor, pathetic fool. <laughs> it was it was a joke, but um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm over that trauma, and I've been wanting to get back into the Dungeons & Dragons world, but there's, there's one thing that I've often been a little bit confused about. When it comes to playing MMOs and, and you know, RPGs and, in a video game sense, mm-hmm. um, it's for me, it's about the loot. And that wouldn't be the focus mm-hmm. for me, it, you know, becoming powerful and defeating the big dragons or whatever. I would just want to be something ridiculous within the D&D world. Um, you know, I, I, I talked a little bit about this with Momo O'Brien, and she's like, I always play weaklings because they always seem to have the most role-play opportunities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, uh, in fact, sometimes I even rolled a character that had not near perfect stats, but, you know, pretty close to perfect. And I decided, you know what, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually uh, 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 take one of these and make it a 12 or make the other one a 10 and then you know, maybe even go lower than a 10. Um, absolutely, mm-hmm. because with flaws, characters truly come to life when they have flaws. Right. If you have, uh, 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 you know, the perfect... Uh, um, hero right off the bat then there's really not a whole lot of fun to it right um yeah you want you want some character progression you want people to to uh, uh worry about you you know based off that one uh maybe you have a pretty poor charisma stat and you can't rally the troops as well as you would like to right. and maybe you have uh, you're struggling with that and um obviously there's a, there's a lot of things that that could be uh, done with different uh, um uh, uh different uh, statistics that you may or may not uh, roll good or bad on mm-hmm. um Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and actually, you know, what's funny, you mentioned um, the weapons uh, or the, the gear, the loot. Yeah. Um, my current DM, um, which we haven't played for a while, but when we were playing, he didn't uh, uh, allow us to get uh, magic weapons. We, um, In fact, there's only been one, and the rogue uh, ended up pocketing it because he thought it was worth more uh, to sell. And... Uh, um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, we don't play with magical items. So well, basically, all of it is is pure role play, and I love actually. I, I did a little bit of acting classes back in uh, college, and nice, I do nice. a little bit of acting even currently still, mm-hmm. um, whenever whenever possible. Um, do a little bit of film work uh, in general, and um, I I enjoy the acting part of it. I enjoy like thinking of what my character is going to do next, or say next, or, or you know the stance that she'll take, or, or you know. And I was playing a female monk, so that's why I'm saying she. Right. Um, uh, and uh, man, I play the shit out of her. <laughs> um, no, I, I I I enjoy that as well. Role playing, definitely. Because I think that's going to be the biggest difference for me. Um, and and this is something I came to recently. Because I I mean I I took some acting classes, um, very similarly, but a little bit later in life for me. I took them a couple of years ago. Just actually, I had just finished my acting classes before. I was contacted to audition for Basic Adventuring 101. So I was kind of like, wow, talk about timing. Yeah. And um, and of course, now that I've, you know, I, I've, I've at least acted, I haven't seen myself yet. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I know what I did when you're active. It's one thing to know what you did when you were doing it. And it's another thing to see it, to see if it translates well. So this will be the first time for me to see that. I, I did extra work in another 
uh, web series that uh, hasn't aired yet either. It's a uh, season two of a thing up here in Canada, but uh, I I'm curious to see how how it translates because I remember my first day of shooting, I got down there and and I I did a scene and I wasn't very good and I knew I wasn't very good and it was just the one scene that we had to reshoot because of you know one of the characters that needed to be in it for lighting reasons everything had to be the same wasn't there that day so we ended up reshooting and i was like oh thank god because it was the only thing that i shot that i was really like that wasn't so good um Mm -hmm. but uh i'm really looking forward to what have you have you done just background work in in things or Um, i've i've done mainly background work but i've done a few uh shorts i used to have my own um uh, well i say i used to as in i still do but we haven't done anything lately my own video production company and we made a few shorts um, and you know we're writing a few things for uh, web series and uh, nice. feature films and whatnot, but obviously we don't have the budget, so right. we're trying to work with um, what we've got, and we haven't been uh, able to do a few things uh, lately. Right. So eventually we'll start to pick that ball up again and uh, and see what we can come up with. But um, mainly um, background work. I've I've had a few little uh, walk on roles. Uh, uh, on a little web series called Video Game High School. I don't know if you guys oh, have heard yes. of that. Yes, yes. Um, yep, the Rocket Jump team, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Freddie Wong and, and, and Gang. Um, yeah, for the season three, uh, you can see me as um, the recruiter. Uh, I think it's episode one or episode two, um, in which uh, Jimmy is uh, handing me the uh, his resume, or his like, application to work for the Napalm uh, Industries uh as I think a hot dog salesman, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm 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 that guy. Plus, I've got I'm I'm peppered throughout uh, season two and three, and uh, that's a lot of fun uh, doing that. But uh, one of the best web shows I've ever seen is Video Game High School. Yeah, and, it's well made. Uh, it re- well made. I mean, these guys are special effects. Um, that's kind of their jam, and um, they 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 got they got a couple really good lead characters. The character that plays, I'd say, the foil through most of the series, uh, Law. He he was a really really good <laughs> actor. Jimmy had one episode that blew me away. Um, you know, I mean, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I don't want to spoil it, but he deals with a, a tragedy and he absolutely oh, knows this. Yeah, that was the, some of the best acting I've ever seen in, in digital in digital work. And uh, no, that it's great web show. Um, I I you know what? I remember seeing it and going, that guy looks familiar, and I didn't place it. You know, I don't know why I didn't place it, but. <laughs> So, are you familiar at all with like any kind of like metalworking, like soldering and welding? Uh, pretty much everything under the sun, as far as metal goes. Yes, I've done it. I have done pretty much um, welding, soldering, um, brazing. Um, obviously, I'm in a machine shop, so um, you know, doing all that uh, machine work, CNC, lathe, mills, um, conventional, um, multi-axis uh, mill turn machines. Um, bronze casting, silver casting, jewelry, gold. Um, uh, let's see what else. Um, have you ever tried replicating any kind of prop from a movie? Um, I have, yeah. As a matter of fact, I made, um, I love the manga Berserk. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, uh, but it's a, a Japanese, uh, uh, graphic novel and it deals with a guy who, um, who has to go through a lot, right? But uh, he's he, over time he has to learn how to wield a sword when he's a kid, and the only the smallest sword is a long sword, uh, which was massive for him. But he eventually trained with it, and um, over time he develops this uh, amazing upper body strength, and he wields himself 
uh, large seven-foot swords. So I decided to make one of the swords that he wields in the uh, in the uh, um, the series, and that was a lot of fun. I made a few other things too. Definitely, yeah. I recreated um, um, the Necromancer's dagger from Diablo two. Oh, nice! Uh, I recreated the uh, Abechelet, which is a uh, small egg. Um, it was called the Egg of the King from Berserk, which was kind of like a talisman of uh, of, of omens and change. It, it, it did a lot uh, for them um, as far as the, uh, the plot, uh, having a, a, like a plot device. Um, sorry, you were, you were talking about Jimmy. I, I apologize. Oh, yeah. You, know, you mentioned um, uh, Jimmy as, as being one of the, the best uh, acting things you've ever seen on web stuff, and I completely agree with you. That one part that um, you mentioned that, again, we won't spoil, but it was some of the best acting that I, I too, have uh, seen as well. Yeah, it's, and he's it's, a good friend of mine too. So, so there's that. <laughs> well, that that's awesome to hear. I mean, um, I it yeah, that that's that's super cool. I got I got a question for you guys because I think the um, sweet spot for web shows was probably about three four years ago, and I'm starting to see the trend wane. And this is something that's very disturbing to me because I am a huge fan of web shows. I mean, I, the other show that I do, Webisode Watch, is, is about, you know, focusing on digital content creators. And I, I'm, I mean, Adventures, or sorry, The New Adventures of Peter Wendy, which is one of the other best web series I've ever seen, had very difficult time funding their third season. And in fact, um, they're, they're going to be doing a third season, but it just won't be... Uh, to the full extent as, of of what they'd hope. What, what do you guys think about the the kind of digital the web world? Do you, do you think it's starting to wane, or do you think it's just it's in a lull because this, the Twitch thing is such a huge deal right now? Actually, I, w- I want to uh, say something uh, on that too because um, uh, I'm I'm want I want to develop my own web series, right? Right. And the reason why I haven't gone into crowdfunding was first of all I didn't have enough uh, content. Uh, to back what I want to sh- to uh, um, promote, right. I didn't have any sh- you know shorts or or, or, or films or in any um, you know independent uh, uh, feature films or anything like that to say hey yes I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was scared to go forward there, but I do believe right now that the the um, the, uh, the it's saturated. There's yeah. a lot of it, and um, you know much like um, you were saying uh, earlier. Or at least, uh, um, at least, uh, yeah. Much like we were saying earlier, there was um, crowdfunding seems to be uh, waning, and I feel it's because maybe people just don't trust uh, the money with uh, people that they may or may not have heard before. So yeah, um, I you know I've also thought think a few people have contributed to campaigns now and. I mean, I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna say specifics, but I've contributed to a couple of different web shows, and there was one that I gave what I considered a good amount of money to, and the perk that I was supposed to get never showed up. And it, it, it wasn't that you know it was a different country kind of thing. They were right here in my home country, and it just never did. And maybe you know this is. I mean, I understand that creators are like, we just need to get this done. We'll promise whatever we need to promise, and then when it comes to fulfilling those promises, perhaps they're just. You know, they don't have time or, or the, the lack of desire to do it just isn't there. Um, that, that's been a personal experience of mine, and I haven't donated to a web series since because of that experience. Perhaps this is happening more than I thought. Um, yes, actually, uh, there's a lot of people that have been um, um, missing out on their uh, perks. Actually, recently, I, I, I want to say within like 
uh, last year or the year before, they made a um, a rule that if you if you started to fund your campaign, you had to finish it. You absolutely yes. had to finish it or deal with the, the legal consequences, basically. Mm-hmm. So that was of enough of an incentive to for everyone to either uh, uh, bail out on the project because they were either kind of trying to trying to scam people or not, um, right. or uh, cough up the um, the goods. You know. Yeah, it's it's a little distressing because. Um... You know, I didn't. I wanted to get the perk on this one. I, I was very happy to fund the show, and for the most part, I still was, and and I can live with myself because of the fact that I assisted a show getting made that I really enjoyed. Um, but you know, then it, there's a little bit of a backhanded smack there at the same time mm-hmm. that you're kind of like, I mean, I I allowed you to fulfill something that you wanted to do, a little bit of a dream of yours, and. I was kind of hoping to get that same respect back, but uh, I don't want to see it go away. Like, and, and I'm not trying to, to be a dooms, doomsday sayer on this one. I just, uh, it's, it's, it's a genre I love and I don't want it to disappear, but I'm just starting to see a, um, you know, people just aren't into it as much as they once were. I think part of one of the other problems is it, uh, what you guys have mentioned is one of the, the issues, but for a little while, uh, Google was doing that whole thing where they would pick so many different channels that they would help, you know, mm-hmm. with funding and whatnot. And a lot of people realize now that Google doesn't do it anymore. So right. part of that is some people who want to go into it, they want to go into it to make money, while some other people want to do into it because it, that's the last thing on their list that they want to happen. Right. I mean, I mean, come on. You'd be lying if anybody says, "Oh yeah, I wouldn't like to make any kind of money or profit." Like, pfft, like that that would just be a bold-faced lie. But the other thing is, I also agree that the market has gotten saturated with web shows, and it's also really hard to be completely original sometimes with a web yeah. show because a lot of the times you have so many people going at it at once that your mm-hmm. idea, for all you know, is already done. And it's yeah. in it's like fifth season, and it's got millions of followers, but you don't know about it for some reason. And that's the other thing right. too, you know, ads and everything else. They it all gets into the way. Most of the yeah. the best web series I've ever seen last three seasons. You know, I mean, the Guild is really an abnormality. I mean, they got six seasons, and they could have done more. Um, they're probably at the height of their popularity, but you know, I most shows, no matter how good they are. If they get to that third season, that's about all they're that they're going to do. That's a lot of the people that work on these shows are also professional actors, and you know they got to make a living. And yes, doing these right. shows is a lot of fun, but if you know they're not able to pay their rent, they kind of got to focus their energy elsewhere. And you know, I guess creatively, I think some people the three year or the three season span seems to be um, that kind of pinnacle that, that most people can't get past or don't want to get past in most cases. That's, that's usually the case is that they're like, no, we've, we're good. We kind of did what we wanted to do and, and, uh, we're time to move on to the next project. Yeah. Which is sad because again, I love the medium. I'd love to see more people get their work done like yourself, Gil. And, um, I, I mean, I know the plans for basic adventuring one one and I want everybody to see them, uh, cause I think they're pretty cool. Uh, let's hope that they do. Now, you have something on else on here that uh, you enjoy MMOs, and I did mention this earlier. Um, I am also a fan of the genre. What is your poison? What do you like? 
Um, uh, well, uh, I have to say that, uh, well, well let, me, let me start off by saying that the first MMO that I've ever played, uh, besides Diablo 2, and I don't really want to uh, consider that an MMO because there were limited, you know, you had eight right. people per game. So it wasn't truly an MMO, right? Right. Um, my first MMO was Dark Age of Camelot. Mm. And that was a game that is older than uh, uh, WoW, even. Yeah, like, I think. Older than World of Warcraft. and. I think Jared used to play that. Jared, really? Yeah, I, I actually, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that might be where he met his wife. I could be no wrong. No kidding. I could be wrong I'm, on that one. I'm going to have to ask him. That's that's cool. Yep. Um, well, uh, you know, actually, I do have to ask him about that, uh, especially now. Um, but, yeah, no, it, and it's what I base most of the modern MMOs off of now. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got into WoW. Uh, I, I played a little bit of WoW, I, I won't lie. But I never really got into it, and... The main reason was it was too cartoony. Fair it enough. just, um, it, it, I don't know. It, it, uh, I get it. it took totally. a lot out. Oh, oh, you get it? Yeah. It took a lot out of it for me, um, uh, especially having come from a, um, a really heavy history-based game. Uh, this game dealt with the, um, the Arthurian legend, the Celtic lore, and um, the Viking um, myth or sagas and all that. Right. So it, it was really cool to learn actual. I mean, it was history. You as you played the game, you learned a little bit of history. Nice. Um, you couldn't help it, really. Um, so um, yeah, that, that's kind of been my uh, basis for comparison for every MMO out there, and nothing it really compares to it. Nothing. You know, everything kind of pales in comparison. Um, and you know, I've, I've played the uh, the Star Wars online game, and I like that game. It's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but it still had elements that were uh, a little bit uh, cartoony and. Um, I don't know. It has to be the way they're mapping things now. Then, um, on the uh, the polygons, uh, something about that. Um, well, when when it comes to these, like I I the very first one I ever tried was 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 the first <clears throat> the first Star Wars one, Star Wars Galaxies, that basically dropped at the same time as World of Warcraft. And I mean, my allegiance will always be Star Wars first. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play Galaxies instead of WoW, even though WoW was the thing that everybody was super excited about. And I loved Star Wars Galaxies for quite a while, um, because of the the kind of mystique that they created. They basically said every character in this game can be a Jedi, but we're not going to tell you how, which is incredible. Because then you're like, well, how, you know, from a programming standpoint, what would make sense? And is it you know based on your actions? Do you get good deed points? Do you get evil deed points? You know, what is it that you need to do to unlock your Jedi slot? And for six months, nobody had. The, had an idea and it was great then the first guy unlocked it and and he figured out what you needed to do pretty early on but it just took him six months to do it and as soon as he he figured it out and i hope this isn't a spoiler for anyone is everybody at the beginning of the game is given three random professions that they need to master and if you ever played star wars galaxies it would take about a month to master a profession and as soon as you mastered all three of those regardless of what they were you would unlock your Jedi slot. When that became public knowledge, half the player base left because it was not in the realm or it was it didn't feel like Star Wars. It just felt like, you know, you just kept rolling, you know, pulling that that lever on that slot machine until you hit triple cherries. You know, mm-hmm. it just it, it took most of what was great about it out of the game. They tried to save it. They're like, oh, we'll do this thing where you just got to do these quests. But, you you know, there's like six quests, but you can only do one quest every two weeks. 
that was better. But then after about six months, everybody had a Jedi, and that kind of defeated yeah. the purpose as well. So, right. um, while for me personally, though I completely agree with the cartoony side of things, was the best game I ever played, and it's why I can't play it anymore because I get completely immersed in it. It is a complete game for me now. I understand what you're saying. It, it's it's very cartoony. It's very, it takes, you know, you want, it sounds like for you, you wanted more of a historical immersion, and I completely get that. Okay, well, that's kind of my, my MMO thing. I hope, uh, I mean, we all have our own experiences on that, and I can go on to a few others. Matrix MMO, most underrated one I ever played. Never honest. played I really it. loved Never played oh, it. You know what upsets was... me, though? You know what really upsets me, though, is that nobody mentions City of Heroes. You know, I tried I City of it. Heroes. It's... I got, yeah, I was just kind of mad about it. Yeah, It's your jam, Joey? You like it? I, I loved City of Heroes because even though, you know, they had, like, their own universe and everything, like, it, part of the game that was really awesome, it was not just how you could customize your character or the invention system that allowed you to enhance the powers of your character. Mm-hmm. It really, truly allowed you to create your superhero from the ground up like you could have a backstory there were communities dedicated to expanding the biography of your character and you could have you know different costume slots you could literally allow your character to grow and age almost in this game as the storylines and new issues would progress and that's what i loved about it the only problem is is that because it was written on an older system they could only do so much with their graphic upgrades. <laughs> so right. it wasn't I mean, so much that it was cartoony. It was just, oh, my hand is kind of blockish. <laughs> so, I mean, the, my two favorite MMOs, I mentioned Star Wars Galaxies and, and Matrix Online. The reason I liked both of these things is that I had to be a nobody in their world. You know, every other MMO I've played, it's all about getting all the good loot so I can get more good loot. And I didn't like the loot pinata system. It it's addictive it's something that my personality draws towards but i didn't over the long the the long run i I wasn't as much fun to me i like to have that role play aspect but something i noticed that mmos these days in general and role playing really are separating out like they i you don't get the strongest role play aspect out of a out of an mmo unless you have a group of people that are all very committed to that and I'd, I never have a lot of friends playing one MMO at a time. Usually if I'm playing one, there's like two or three friends and they're all loot pinata. So that's end up being what I'm doing. So I, I miss that role play aspect of it that I had in Star Wars Galaxies that I had in Matrix Online. Um, the, for me, the MMO, that's a lost art in the MMO. Most, most times it's just getting me the best gear possible. I don't even care if the colors coordinate. I don't give a shit. Just make sure that I can hit this guy as hard as I can. I mean... Cause I want to be able to do my part. Yeah. Anyway, I have a Blair's have the one a with the goblin axe and the Hello Kitty shield. Yes, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. And, and that's great. It, it's so true. I would definitely do that. I'm like, you know, I can't pass up on the Hello Kitty shield. Plus, no, if it's got better AC, stats than my on. current shield, yeah, absolutely, bring it on. Uh, all right, now let's transition into our rapid fire section. Now, the rapid fire section for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, my co-host Goey, Goey listen to me go with you joey couture is going to be asking gil the blacksmith 
Ramirez. No, I didn't drop that time. Um, and uh, he's going to be asking him some really quick questions, and, and uh, Gil will be answering them. So, Joey, take it away. I can't take it away because the blacksmith hasn't finished making the wagon, okay? The wagon? That's true. <laughs> I was supposed to make a wagon? Crap. We're on the Oregon Trail. We don't want dysentery. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die up in here. Anyway. All right. You ready, Gil? Yep. Let's do this. All right. A phrase that you use that is just so you. Huh. Um, I like to say whatever sinks your boat a lot. And also okay, another heard. one, um, and I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I, actually, I say these both kind of in, intermingled uh, with each other. Um, and the other one is kill two birds with one bird. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an Angry Birds analogy. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of turducken. Anyways, your favorite word? <laughs> favorite word? Um, that's a good. That's a good question. Uh, well, that actually, now that you mentioned turduck, turducken, uh, well, let's go with that. It's <laughs> it, it, very impressionable. This blacksmith. Is. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with whatever you say. Uh, do you have any phobias? Actually, no. Um, I'm I, I'm not afraid of anything, really. Uh, spiders, dark, uh, clowns, none of that. Okay, no. would you say that you're... Okay, well, how about this one? Are you afraid of an asteroid coming down and, like, you know, giving you the smackdown? No, because if it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. Uh, you can't really stop it, you know, so to speak. Are you afraid of not being able to lift a hammer to bang out a sword? Ooh, um... I wouldn't say that I'm uh-huh. afraid, but I, I definitely have uh, uh, that worry that eventually okay. there's going to come a time in my life when I won't be able to do that anymore. I think that's as much as we're going to get, Joey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> loopholes. Gotta love them. All right. Your biggest pet peeve? Uh, people that drive too slow. And uh, that's coming from someone that lives in South Orange County. So. <laughs> All right. If you were going to be on... You know, if you're going on a trip to Mars or you knew that you were going to end up stuck on a desert island and you had the ability to, to play it, what is the one album, CD, whichever, that you would have to have with you? Crystal Method Vegas. Ooh, interesting. Nice. I like it. I like it. Nice answer. Decisive, too. You're the first person to just nail that one right out of the hop. Oh, it's a difficult one, too, but, uh, you know, that one seems to... Uh, I always go back to that one whenever I just want to feel nostalgic, and, yeah, it's it's my go-to. Nice. What is the origin of your name? The origin of my name, as in Gil? Or, sure. Okay. Um, hmm. I would have to say that... I think it's Russian. I believe it's Russian. Because it probably comes from uh, uh, Guillermo or Guilliam or something like that. I don't know. Um, but uh, And I think the actual root is somewhere in Russian. I know I just mentioned uh, two German names. But, um, yeah, I think it's uh, Russian in origin. I could be wrong. Country you want to visit? Japan. Ooh, good answer. <sighs> He's stealing all my good ones here. I want to go, go to Japan, too. <laughs> we'll all go together. Favorite food? Uh, a good steak. A good, you know, medium rare steak. Okay, yep. See, he, he even likes my, he even likes steak the same way I do. Mm-hmm. Alright, so you just wrote a book about a... your life. What do you call it? Uh, a book about my life or, or, or a movie about my life? 
Okay, well, we can you can pick you pick. Oh, I, I didn't hear the question. Sorry, I wasn't. If it was a movie oh, or a book, it, but um, sure. If whatever. you wrote a book about your life, what would you call it? Uh, a book about my life, I'd call it uh. Satan, get behind me, and the cover would feature me holding an angry mob of uh, people away from the devil, meaning I'm protecting the devil from the angry mob of people. And that's why I say, Satan, get behind me. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I'm afraid to ask this, but what is your spirit animal? Uh, wolf. Nice. Oh, that's mine. Favorite color? Green. Ooh, mine's... What the hell? Get the hell out of my head. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you could have unlimited storage for one thing and one thing only, what would it be and why? (laughs) Coal. (laughs) Because because obviously... I'm saying, is he going to go with metal or is he going to go with coal? (laughs) I know there's an an abundant supply of coal. I mean, uh, uh, metal, but uh, the coal is the uh, the issue there. Mm. The EPA cracks down pretty hard. Which letter in the alphabet best describes you? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I would say maybe the letter Z. It's at the very end, and it, it, it seems to kind of go uh, every which way. You know, it, it, it doesn't just uh, have one direction. Granted, it's straight, which I would kind of be more curvy. But, um, yeah, I'll just go with Z for now. And finally, how awesome and amazing is Toronto Gal? Freaking awesome and amazing, both. Like, off the scales, amazing. Tough to disagree with that. (laughs) All right, Joey, did you come up with anything for the next section? Well, while you were fanboying a bunch of times where (laughs) I couldn't get a word in edgewise, I was doing some research (laughs) and trying to come up with a game. Um, the two truths, one lie that keeps coming up a lot. And I was thinking, you know, 21 questions would be fun too, but that would just take too long. So I was thinking I have never, ever. Okay. I, I, how do we do the drink thing? (laughs) Oh, you know what? That's right. Forget what I said. Two truths, one lie. So how does that how right. is that one played? Uh, I, I'm not familiar with it. I can uh, I can somehow understand it, but I it doesn't really. I've never played it. Go ahead, Joey. So th- the basis of two truths and one lie is you. Mm-hmm. Like we each take a turn, but you would tell tell us two things that are true, and then the third thing you would tell us is a lie. It doesn't have to go in that order, mm-hmm. obviously, because gotcha. we have to guess the lie. Gotcha. And you guys have to guess uh, which one is the lies, I assume. Yes. Okay. Hmm. And so that you can see how it's done, Blair gets to go first! Oh, you finally got me in. Okay. Alright. My favorite movie of all time is When Harry Met Sally. My favorite book series of all time is the Wheel of Time series. And my favorite song of all time is Prince Party Like It's 1999. I'm sorry. When Harry Met Sally is totally a bold-faced lie. I'm going to go with Prince, actually. And the winner of this round is The Blacksmith. (sighs) Y'all suck. (laughs) 
as much as most of my other interests push away from that kind of rom-com thing, I absolutely love When Harry Met Sally. It's some of the best comedy I've ever seen, some of the best writing I've ever seen. It's got the best line of any movie I've ever seen. I'll have what she's having. Um, it's there's just it hit all notes and it came out at a time where I had a massive, massive crush on someone that only saw me as a friend. So it was like kind of that beacon of hope that one day perhaps, you know, this could be a thing. Mm. Um, so yeah. So Young and love. Wheel of Time, those who can't see my camera, is my favorite <laughs> book series. I, I was literally time. looking at that as you said that. I'm like, ah, well, I'm not going to say that because a <laughs> <laughs> little bit of a giveaway behind me, both hard and soft cover back there. Um, and 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 uh, we can I'll, I'll talk about more of that, I'll, that series after we do this section. But uh, yeah. And, you know, when it comes to my favorite song of all time, as much as Princess Timely, uh, my favorite song of all time is a toss up between Michael Jackson's Thriller. And uh, what I really think the answer is, and uh, um, and that is right now, it's because my music tastes all over the map. But right now, I would have to say it's a song called "Don't Stay" by uh, um, actually no, "Wretches and Kings" by Linkin Park, not "Don't Stay." "Wretches and Kings." Um, the the other one would be uh, uh, Louis Armstrong. Um, it's a wonderful world. So uh, yeah. Anyway, yes. So. Prince, good, good talent. Miss him terribly. Wish he was still with us, but uh, not my favorite song. And next will be our Vlogsmith. Okay, now I've got to think of uh, a few things. Okay. Number one is I have never been arrested. Number two is I have a really long tongue bordering on uh, surpassing, uh, what's his name, Gene Simmons. And uh, number three is uh, I've never been fired from a job. Hmm. I'm going to say the first one's a lie because number two, if you if you are that way if you were born with that and you can say that like more power to you because that that right there is awesome because i love gene simmons this is a tough one because you know your name of your book is get behind me satan so something tells me that arrest (laughs) probably happened um but with that being said um are you typecasting blair I, i am totally typecasting but, you know, most people have also been let go from a job at, the, at this stage of their career. N- not their fault, of course. Never is. Um, I'm going to go with the first one as well. I, th- I think you have at some point been arrested. I have not been arrested. Never. Nope. Um, actually, the, um, the, uh, the lie is uh, fired. Yeah. It seems like that's the most probable one, but I was like, oh, it's not interesting <laughs> i i mean i have had a very successful career but i've been like go you know three or four times and not a single time was due to performance it's just the way the my industry is that's the and, same yep yep and it's the way most industry i would i actually kind of wish i'd been fired for a legitimate reason once so i could you know have that story but it's like why did you get fired oh we lost a contract oh why did you get fired well you know everyone else had to take a 30 percent pay cut and 
they just decided because I had the least amount of seniority that, you know, I was the guy to go. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, they're all boring stories. Um, but I would, you know, I kind of would love to have a story where it's like, yeah, I got fired because I, you know, I banged the boss's daughter or something. You know, that just kind of seems <laughs> to Blair, be that that's very vulgar of you. I've never I, seen you get that vulgar. <laughs> I, I, I must, I must be influencing him. Me and my uh, satanic ways, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying that's you know that would be a great story. I've I've had some friends who have had some pretty great I stories. Have some, I have a good story like a... on on how I quit. Um, it was when I was uh, uh, fresh out of um, high school and uh, into college, and I had a, a job at Costco as right. a forklift driver, stalker, uh, you know, in the night shift. Um, anyway, um, I, I knew that a um, I had a uh, New Zealand vacation coming up, and it was going to be about two uh, two weeks and some and some change. I think it was like I think sixteen days uh, total. Right. And I knew the vacation was coming up, and I um, a uh, I think he, I don't think he even was a supervisor, but he was just I think he, he might have been like I think he was a supervisor. Yeah. Anyway, he was not necessarily my supervisor, but he was a supervisor, and he was just on my ass the entire time. And unnecessarily so. Um, I even talked to the, uh, the you know the branch manager and um, a, a bunch of other people that you know hey can you is there something you can do about this guy? And they didn't want to do anything about him. Um, they knew the situation, but they were not going to do anything about it. Uh, eventually, stuff started to kind of like like get uh, uh, bad between him and I, to the point where uh, eventually he even um, you know, started calling me names and whatnot. So I'm like you know what, I'm I'm going to do something that I have not done ever. And what I did was, um, basically, I told him that I was going to quit. I, I gave him my two weeks notice the day before I went on my my, uh, my vacation. Oh, I'm Completely sorry. Completely illegal to do that. Yeah. Um, well, because, you know, I had the vacation already planned. Yep. So it was already written in the books and they were going to pay for it. So I didn't want that to be a, a thing. Um, so I decided, yeah, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll send my two weeks notice uh after or you know, right before I leave, and and so uh, on on my vacation, I got a bunch of calls because uh, first of all, there was no communication between uh, the people that I was sending my um, my two weeks notice in versus the people that had uh, my vacation on schedule. So it right. was it was kind of like a clusterfuck back you know at home, and I got like twenty eight messages on my phone when I eventually came back in, into the states when I reactivated my phone right. um, uh, yeah, on purpose. I didn't want anyone to call me. Um, so it was great when I went, went in uh, uh, the um, Costco uh, uh, warehouse to get my last checks because I had my last check, I had my uh, vacation pay check, and then I had my uh, two weeks notice uh, check. So people were calling me uh, trying to figure out what I'm, uh, I, you know, what I'm doing during my two weeks notice and I'm on vacation. They didn't know that. So um, I got a few high fives from the fellow employees and I just walked on out and... Uh, it, well, the, the story, story is more epic than I'm telling, but uh, I'm leaving out a few uh, details on purpose. <laughs> For sure. No one needs to know all the, the nitty gritty. But no, I, we, we had somebody do something likewise. It's, it's like I think a lot of people get this fear of the boss. And, um, you know, as much as you should always respect your boss and, and what they're trying to do. I've been a boss. I've had people work for me. Um, they're just as much on 
uh, the way I, I use the term probation as you are. So if you start a new job and, and you don't like your boss, they're, they're auditioning to be your boss. And I think a lot of people need to take that. In the free world, this is something we can do. You know, the, the, these are first world problems. If you don't like your boss, you can go get another job. But never, if you can, avoid it. Try not to burn a bridge. Right. Because almost every single one of those jobs that I've left those people have spoken up for me for future jobs, regardless of, you know, the, the situation in the, in the spots that I was left in. And, and, you know, I've left a few jobs in the spots I left them in every single time I was professional about it. It's just not worth it. It feels good temporarily from the people that I've spoken to about it. But in the long run, it's never the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I sorry. knew I was not going to go back to Costco, so... <laughs> All right, Joey, you tried to. It's your turn, buddy. I'm sorry. I was letting you talk. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, because when you start talking, like you, you'll go a mile a minute, and you go from one thing to the next, and it's almost next to impossible to jump in the middle there and be like, "Hey, it's my turn." Yeah. Well, that I'll give you. My wife tells me the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. If I could, I'd give her a high five. Anyway, my turn. <laughs> so. Two truths, one lie. All right, let's see. Okay. I have never been fired from a job. My favorite meal would be... No, I'm not even going to go with that one. Okay, so my favorite 80s animated series would be She-Ra, Princess of Power. And the third one... I have completed the original Diablo game with the very rare found expansion that featured the monk. I'm going to let you go first, Gil. I know one of his truths because he's mentioned it in a previous podcast. I know his lie. Ooh. <laughs> You're up, Mr. All right, well, it's uh, the, the Diablo 2 playing the uh, the monk expansion. There never was. He said the original Diablo, not 2. Oh, the original Diablo. Diablo 1. Huh. Mm. Oh. Um, uh, I don't know enough about that. I, but I'm still going to go with it. I'm still going to go with it. The Diablo, uh, Diablo One Monk expansion. Well, I do know that your favorite '80s cartoon is She-Ra: Princess of Power, and that's awesome. Um, Hell yeah! Um, or else you lied on the last podcast when I was in the other dimension. Um, never been fired or the Diablo Monk. I'm going to give you gaming cred, so you've, you, I, my, 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 uh, my, my BS is called on the never been fired. All right, so I actually have been fired from a job before, um, which may be hard to believe for some people. And long story short, it was for a laundry company where we did hospital laundry. And the company is, is, is long gone now, so I can tell the story. It's, it's totally fine. Um, but where I come from in Maine at the time, before hospitals had an actual real laundry service built into their property they would ship it off and it would arrive on you know 18 wheelers and we would wheel in and we would sort it and now this is stuff that has 
feces, urine, blood. Sometimes you'd find, a, you know, an IV bag. Sometimes you would even find radios. There was, like, even a clip-on desk fan. Like, you could even find treasure. Like, you never knew what you were going to expect in this place. Well, part of the reason why I got fired was because I ended up missing a lot of work because I got sick. And the conditions of the place for what I was getting paid was not exactly worth it. Um, ventilation covered in dust and it very clogged. And for some reason, he thought that you could... The, the guy that ran the area where you would sort stuff, like, you're pulling apart bloody material here, like, with your hands. So he would cl- cut the fingertips off of the gloves, thinking that the treads on your fingers would allow you to grab the stuff oh. to pull it apart quicker. So, of oh. course, I'm doing my best to get around that, bring my own gloves, stuff like that. So I ended up sick a lot, and I only had this job for less than four months, and I got fired because I missed too many days, and I didn't have a doctor's note. Well, that's what happens when, you know, you don't have health insurance because after you hit a certain age, you're not allowed to be on your parents' insurance anymore. So, They wanted you to t- cut the tips off of the, your gloves when you're dealing with all those bodily fluids? He went ahead and did it anyway. Oh, like we're talking like the kind of dishwashing gloves that you buy, like the heavy duty, heavy duty rubber ones. Yeah, and he w- and they'd be hung up for you to, you know, for us to wear, and then they'd get you know sanitized after. So, but what's the point of wearing the glove to cover up my arm and the rest of my palms to pull it apart if the tips are cut off and my fingers are touching it anyway? Like that doesn't I mean, make any sense. Ninety percent of your contacts going to be with the tips of your fingers. That's exactly. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't sweat, and it doesn't sound like you are. I wouldn't sweat that one. At all. <laughs> no. All right, so let's let's transition to the promotional section here. So, Mr. Vlogsmith, where can we find you on all things intranet? Well, um, obviously you can find me on uh, Twitter, which is where most people find me, um, at Gil the Vlogsmith, spelled V-L-O-G-S-M-I-T-H. And um, I've got an Instagram, and that is at Gil Ramirez underscore because the Gil Ramirez who took the original name is doing something else with, with that so and, and a little side note amazing Instagram he posts all of his blacksmithing wares up on there yep including I, photobombing a wedding <laughs> yeah that was a lot of fun um and yeah well, wedding I mean of all things right who knew that blacksmiths can uh, can do weddings but apparently I can um and that was just the uh the way the uh the system works over at uh the the shop that I'm a part of. We are part of the Heritage Museum. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, I've got my uh, YouTube, which is uh, youtube.com slash user slash Solomon1138, spelled S-A-L-O-M-O-N, and the number is 1138. Uh, and there T-H-X, I try to I like uh, show people you know, how to become a blacksmith if they want to you know, start off on their own. I try to keep it uh, simple. For people uh, starting off, um, the noobs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, I do have a Facebook page, which is um, facebook.com slash actor Gil Ramirez. Because I thought I was going to go ahead and do acting more than uh, blacksmithing, but I've turned it into a blacksmithing page. You probably end up doing a little bit A, a little bit of B throughout, the, throughout your time there in SoCal. So... Uh... I'm guessing you're in Southern California yep. or yep. okay. Um, that's, that's awesome. Um, Joey, where can people find you? 
All right, people can find me on Twitter as well, at JoeyCouture underscore, because uh, apparently I thought I was more original with my name, but I guess other people use the same name, so I have the underscore. Um, I Right now I use my Twitter account for universally everything right now. I plan to split it off because uh, I'm starting my own small freelance graphic design. And you can also find me on YouTube, uh, Joey Couture as well. Um, and speaking of YouTube, the new episode for the abridged Life is Strange from Felicity's Twitch stream is now available because um, I've gotten I've finally gotten more of the episodes edited and in the can, so they're gonna start showing up now because I really gotta get into the Tomb Raider one, and that's where the one that I'm more excited to do. So, um, and other than that, I think I think that's about it for where people find me. Um, you can also find me through the Team Human Facebook group if you haven't already joined it as well. Uh, you see me post in there every now and then. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll see me on Twitch uh, when I can. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. My name is Blair Beverage. You can find me at a variety of places. Almost all of them I am Blair Beverage. Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, I have a very unique name and very few people online have it. So I have I ate them all up. I think all the, my other, other Blair Beverages in the world weren't as computer savvy as I was. So whenever <laughs> a new thing comes up, I grab that name. Um, more importantly, very soon I will be in a web series called Basic Adventuring 101. You can find us at basicadventuring101.com on YouTube under Kate Gollum Productions. The pilot is available to be viewed currently. There will be episode one, uh, or sorry, episode, or season one episodes airing shortly. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a LARPing web series. Our kind of take on it is we show us both inside and outside of the game. Um, I will let you kind of watch the show to discover what that actually means. It's really fun. Really enjoy it. And I'm happy to be a, a big part of it. And I can't wait for you guys to see the rest of season one. Um, and that, my friends, is about it. So I'd like to thank my co-host, Joey Couture, and our guest, Gil Ramirez, for joining <laughs> us here today. Um, take care, guys. Take care, guys. Peace out.